0: episode 90 of the McSauce comic book podcast.
1: Ian, let me help you up off your chair. Oh my
0: god. My name is Paul McGinty. With me tonight are Ian the Sauce Sharpley. Hello. And Matt, Ronnie James Dio Casal, Hello. How come he gets
2: extra names and I'm just
0: me? Because you have a sweet name. Oh. And we rotate mats all the time.
2: Oh, okay. Is that our thing? I missed it. it.
0: (sighs) That's all the excitement I have in me for the night. It is Tuesday night, January twenty seventh. We had to reschedule from our usual Monday due to a wee bit of snow. It was a blizzard. But we are still dedicated. It's blizzarding right now. Yeah, we're still dedicated the, to getting true, something out. The true irony: we we
1: said, "F you, weather! You're not gonna keep us down two nights in a row." Likely. This will be Ian and I's last recording, because we will die on our way home tonight.
2: Yes, it's way worse out there tonight <laughs> than it was yesterday.
0: Welcome to episode <clears throat> one of the McPaul podcast.
2: Will, will you carry on whenever we crash and die in horrible, flaming deaths? Yeah, me, Dom, and Darcy can have this unlocked oh, lockdown. Oh, yeah. Would, you, would the fans, would you guys like to see that? I'm like MacGyver. I've always got a backup plan. Is that his thing? Or isn't his...
0: I think he always has just plans plans. in general. Maybe maybe Hannibal from the 80s. Yes,
2: yes, he has a backup plan. But he likes it, he prefers it whenever his first plan comes Comes together. together. Yes. For
0: tonight's episode, since my colleagues braved the terrible weather to get here to record for the fans, we're going to talk Fantastic Four trailer... Supergirl and X-Men Apocalypse casting. We're going to talk the death of the 616 of the Marvel Universe. And Matt is withholding a what you've been reading book from us. We have no idea what it is. It's going to be a surprise to Ian and I, just as it will you. So why don't we kick off with some housekeeping with Ian Sharpley.
2: I'm sure it's cold wherever you are because, let's face it, If you're listening to this, you probably know us and you're in this area, so I'm sure it's... How dare you sell a short like that?
1: We have listeners in Europe.
2: Wherever you're listening to this, it's probably snowing. And it
1: doesn't get cold in
2: Europe. It gets freezing cold in Europe. They have
1: nude beaches in France.
2: They do, but it snows there.
1: Is it true French babes don't shave their pits?
2: I hope not. Yeah, I think some of them do, but some of them don't. It's uh, it's a choice. It's a choice. Hmm. And as they're choosing between razor or no razor, they usually go to mixsauce.com for all of their webcomic and re- comic book reviews. They're podcasting while they're shaving their pits or not shaving their pits. They listen to the podcast. They go to the Facebook page where we have, we're holding at 201 likes after our big surge in December, we pushed it past the 200 like mark, we've kind of plateaued. So, fans, go out there and talk to, your, talk to your parents, talk to your kids, talk to your family, and tell them to download our podcast, give us a like. You can go to the iTunes store and subscribe to the podcast, it'll come right to your mobile device or computer, Stitcher, you can stream us there, Podomatic, download or stream as well. And for all the classic episodes, you can go to Libsyn.com, go to McSauce Podcast, at Libsyn, com to find all of the classic archived episodes that are no longer available on iTunes.
0: I would like to send a verbal thank you to Lee from Gearbox Union. Coming up in May, we're doing the Wizard World Philly uh, from may 8th to may 7th to 10th and the following weekend we're doing sci-fi valley in altoona pennsylvania on from the 15th to the 17th um, lee and the gearbox union podcast has done this show the last few years they have some really cool things set up for the show and he's given me some tips about registering and where to stay when we're out there so uh, big thank you to lee really appreciate it and looking forward to seeing all those guys in
2: may and you can find them at the Gearbox Union. They have a YouTube page. GearboxUnion.com. Uh, they post
0: videos, articles, podcasts. They've been doing a lunchtime picture of the week. I may be getting that wrong. But they're amusing dudes. Dudes and ladies. And ladies. You can also... like us, they involve a girl all the time. Well, we
2: have Darcy on retainer, so
0: retainer. Feminists don't like hearing
2: that. It's like a lawyer. It's uh, high class. Gearbox Union currently has 386 likes on Facebook, so everybody out there, go and like them, and maybe one day we'll be able to catch them at this uh, high Are mark. Are you sweating these likes? I'm not sweating the likes. I'm sweating the likes. You're not a Facebook guy, so you wouldn't be. But it's Im- it's important. I me. understand it's importance, but I'm, eh,
0: you know what? What? <laughs>
2: You can't, we'll, we'll do our business. Paul, you can't get the likes if you don't ask the fans for them. Or do you think the likes are just going to grow off trees, spring out of the ground? You have to nurture them and, and get the word out there.
0: Do you think this is car salesman Ian Sharpley <laughs> coming out right now?
1: <laughs> are you asking me?
0: <laughs> yeah. You're awfully quiet over there, Matt. We haven't had to say that in a long time.
2: Matt's been wild and all over the place lately he's 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 crazy on moonshine and coffee
0: (laughs) i thought what's the what's the tamest what's a tame not the tamest what's a tame shot i can get that you may not balk
2: at but this this moonshine tonight was a little bite to it a little behind the scenes thing for those that don't know every episode we come together we do a shot We've rotated many things, fire, water, tequila, and now we're on to moonshine. Also, little known fact, or well known fact, Matt doesn't really drink, but we force him every <laughs> single week to drink with us. That's the, the one uh, thing of alcohol I drink every earlier. Week. Earlier today, he said,
0: oh, I don't know why you guys like when I do that. It is hilarious. Why do you guys, or what do you say? Why do you guys like that so much? I, something like that. I said I would be content if
1: you just filled the shot glass with Coke. I'll drink that.
2: No. No. We have <laughs> to form a bond. It's a... A united front. We're a team... Against what? Do you think Gearbox Union Against built boredom! Built 300
0: <laughs> plus lights on Coke? I don't think so.
1: Maybe not. I don't know. I really... This is the first I've thought about it, honestly.
2: Well this is how we've 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 gotten this far. Two hundred and one likes. We're gonna keep going. We're how many episodes
1: does Gearbox Union have?
2: I don't have that right from Eighty six. They have
1: they have four less episodes than us and a hundred more likes.
2: They do a what lot. What are we doing? They, they do a lot of stuff. I mean they are They're much more active on social yeah, media 86. than we are. <clears throat> They're younger
1: than us, they have energy Youth. We had some energy when we kicked off this episode. Now I feel like we've since lost it, but we
0: started out like... Do you, like want, do you want me to truck announce, truck pull announce the whole time? Actually, yeah. <sighs> would you do that? No. That would get so old <clears throat> for you guys so fast. What are we going to talk about tonight, Paul? Where do you want to start? Let's start with a little entree. Something I don't entree a little appetizer
2: something out <laughs> a <open>. little entree <laughs> <Down those cows. laughs> you fat
0: son of a bitch a little entree like the domino's buffalo hot pineapple chicken pieces that are apparently negative <laughs> calories you lose weight when you're eating those we're gonna start with some some little news some little casting news that was released this week who's excited for the supergirl series on cbs Matt, you don't watch TV. That was for Ian.
1: Ian, uh, are you excited?
2: I'm not excited. Oh. No, I am not. Matt.
0: You're gonna be watching your TV by yourself crying? It'll be oddly like what happens with Constantine right now. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: the buzz is Constantine is not that good.
2: This is this is what I've learned from Constantine. Matt Ryan, who's playing Constantine, is excellent. He's exactly who you would want. Are you okay? He's exactly who you would want in that role. However, everything else just doesn't quite add up. It's not really the universe that you're used to from the DC comic book. They can't go certain places with it. It's on Friday nights, prime time. There's just stuff you can't do that you want to see Constantine do, and it kind of takes away from the show. Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: But you understand that going into a primetime major network show with a product like Constantine, it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So concessions are going to have to be made. I'm not a huge Hellblazer guy. I wasn't weaned into comics on all the Hellblazer comics, so I think I have a little more... You know, I can give it a little more leeway to have you know movement with what they do with the character. I'm more familiar with the New 52 Constantine. And this Constantine is like that. This resembles a New 52 Constantine more than the hardcore stuff the comic fans absolutely love.
2: What's amazing to me is that Grimm, in the same, similar time slot, same network, similar kind of themes, does so well... But Constantine, that already has a built-in audience of comic book fans, is doing so poorly that they had to cut the season in half. There's questions about whether it's going to be re-upped for the second season. They already have fans built in. And I think it's a little better than Grimm. I don't know how that shows on there. When is Grimm
1: on? It's it's either
2: before or after. It's It's before. before. Okay. Um, And I think the, the effects are much worse in Grimm. I'm not... The hugest fan of that story. It's, yeah, I don't,
0: I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why
2: Grimm is so popular.
0: And I watched, like, I watched a lot of Grimm. I watched almost an entire season, at least twelve episodes
2: of Grimm, and I'm just disinterested. It seems like it's such a layup for NBC to have something that's so similar to something that they made a success, but already has people interested, invested tweeting about it wanting to know more about Constantine the TV show so I don't know what went wrong honestly is it that comic book fans are so jaded and they want what they want and if it isn't exactly what they want they they don't want to deal with it is that well, what why, it is? I, I think the,
0: the bigger question is why isn't the general audience tuning into Constantine because you figure if Grimm's on right before it it's the same kind of supernatural stuff You know, it would be a smooth flow from one hour into the next Is it too much supernatural for the general public going from something shitty like Grimm to something that's finding its legs and becoming a legitimate program like Constantine?
2: I really don't know. It's it's very strange. But I think that we might have seen the last of Constantine. NBC execs have come out and stated on record, yeah, we were chasing the whole comic book thing. That's why we put this show out there. We thought we could do something with a with a comic book property that seemed to have a good fan following just hasn't caught on like we thought. So, for them to admit defeat like that and be like, "Yeah, we just we we saw a comic book, we're attaching ourselves to this, you know, that's that's something that we want to do because hey, comic book stuff, people love that." It's a shame because a
0: lot of the stuff they introduced in the show aside from Matt Ryan like his. His second-in-command, Chaz, and like some of his his older Newcastle colleagues, like they're really cool characters. But it's just not getting the eyes that it should be. So does Constantine's failure say, eh, I'm not going to watch Supergirl. Different network, totally different concept. But you guys
2: are still out. I'm not excited about it. I will probably watch the first couple episodes. Supergirl seems to be, from what I've read... A big departure from even the comic books where it's supposedly a detective kind of angle is what that's what i've heard it's supposed to be like a detective show but with supergirl <clears throat> seems really strange
0: but wasn't that essentially what smallville was too was he a detective
2: i mean no those, but those he was coming a- mysteries week to week yeah i mean sure there's a week-to-week angle to this and and almost any TV show has that, you know, week to week, you know, creature or villain of the week that you're going to put in front of them. But I think they're going with she's going to be a detective or something like that. That's what I understand. And it seems like that's that's weird. And somebody that's supposed to have the powers of Superman that they're even having a hard time while you guys may disagree. You know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of Man of Steel having a hard time translating those powers to a feature film with a massive budget. How are they going to do that on CBS? She's supposed to do all these wonderful things. Do you think they had a hard time translating his powers in Man of Steel? Not a hard time, but because it didn't... I think as but far as his powers but go, they nailed it. But it didn't capture the imagination like they would have wanted. It's a polarizing film. i can no, agree to that. But no one says... Oh, his powers look like shit. No, 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 Everyone no, Everyone no.
0: has I, problems with the plot and the story, but as far as how he flew, how he acted, heat vision, super strength, none of that has ever No, 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 no.
2: They had a hard time capt- capturing the imagination with that type of character. It's, base- it's essentially the same character, right? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do a and super, a- quote-unquote, super show
0: on CBS.
2: Yeah. I mean, they what's the off- highest-budget show... That CBS has. I mean, like, maybe Hawaii Five O does a lot of crazy stuff, maybe. But other than that, they're really out of their element. With here's what drives
0: me crazy about Hawaii Five O. Oh, yeah. it's based in Hawaii, right? So they need to find a lot of local actors to fill in as you know, just minor bit parts and on the show, and, shit. and you always know who the locals are because they're fucking terrible. Aside from the main cast, that show has the worst acting percentage of a show I've ever seen. There is horrible, horrible local acting on Hawaii 5 it's because they need to stick in that demographic of we need to get people who look like they're
2: from here. So are you saying that Hawaiians in general are bad actors? Is that what you're saying?
0: I can't say that they're good actors. Oh, (laughs) So Supergirl's been cast, it's Melissa Benoit. Uh, is that Ellen, how you say that? Yeah. I would say that is like Benoist. How... Yes, it's pronounced Benoist, but it is French. I like how this is the first we've mentioned her name up to this <laughs> point. <laughs> we
2: went all the way around, we hit Graham and Constantine. Right. Superman, and then came back. Okay. This, so, yeah. makes,
0: this makes me interested in the show a little bit because I know who she is because she was on, I, I think, a full season and a half of Glee. Huge yeah. Glee fan from episode one. I will watch it throughout the season finale. You're disgusting. The series finale this season. She's not on the show anymore because she was part of... They were supposed to transition the main cast out of high school and then bring in the second cast that was going to pick up the show and keep going. But nobody liked them and Melissa Benoit was a lead actress in that second cast and she was really unremarkable she's pretty she's a cute girl but you know someone like Leah Michelle who commands a room and has ran that show since the beginning like yeah Melissa Benoit can sing but there's nothing interesting about her and it could have been the character she was written as but she didn't her herself, like she didn't bring anything to the character to maybe, make her any more interesting.
1: Maybe they should have Supergirl a lounge singer, in I don't know why I said singer, singer, singer. in uh, in the new show
0: instead of uh, a detective. What do you think? I don't know why she can't be in college. She's she's not going to be a detective. Supergirl PI. Rumor mail. That's what I heard. I'm curious. The I'll I'll watch Supergirl. DC guy. I'm interested in comic book things. I watch all comic book things. I give them a chance. Yeah,
2: do you? Do you have you watched Ghost Rider? You son of a bitch. I haven't seen either Ghost Rider. Have you I haven't seen either Ghost Rider. I've seen the Third Blade. Yeah, yeah, seen, seen all one. the blades. Oh, that's yeah, good, man. Absolutely. Let me see here. What else?
0: The Ghost Riders are an exception. Like I've seen everything else. And television wise, if you're putting a television. If you're, if you're putting a comic book on television, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it.
2: I can't wait. I want to be there whenever you sign up I, for Netflix. I did.
0: I did this past
2: weekend. Did you really? As of today. That's a pr- right. As of last Saturday, I have a Netflix account. Yeah, I can't wait till you sing its praises because it's right up your alley. I mean, Netflix... The main focus right now is the television series. Mm. That's what you love. You're, you, you, one day you're going to run out of things. You're going to be like, what can I? And you're going to dive into Netflix, and you're never going to come back. We're never going to see you. I don't think it's going to happen. No? And that that's not just me being difficult.
0: I, there's enough on regular TV that I don't think I'm going to fall down the Netflix rabbit hole. Because everyone that falls down the Netflix rabbit hole or like, oh I was watching this documentary, and then I got into this documentary. Ugh. I'm like Documentary eh, Flicks. I don't give a fuck about documentaries. Real life Yeah, unless it's scripted television, I am out. So like I'll watch the Marvel stuff and you know, I'd like to see at least a couple episodes of House of Cards, I don't think it's gonna grab me.
2: I think that you like would actually like, the new black. You would like that.
0: Um, there's so there's stuff on there that I'd like to check out, but I don't th- I don't think I'm I'm gonna be lost for days. Oh, once I once I dig into Netflix.
2: Myself. So, so do we have a problem with Supergirl being a brunette? I'm sure they'll dye her hair, but casting a brunette, is that a big deal? If they don't dye her hair. What if they don't? I I well one of the
0: one of the old supergirls from the comics wore a wig. Like hmm. Dinah Lance or Laurel Lance, Black Canary wears a blonde wig, but she's really Has dark a... haired. But I can't imagine they're gonna like well, wigs always look fake. And I'm a hair guy. But wigs always, always look fake. Wigs right. never look fucking real. Even um Hottie McCotterson's name. She used to be on Doctor Who and Selfie. Uh, Karen Gillan. Okay. Even Karen Gillan's wig in Selfie. As beautiful as she is. Terrible wig. Please dye Melissa Benoit's hair. Blonde. Hook a brother up. They didn't didn't
1: dye um, Amy Adams' hair, I don't think, in Man of Steel.
0: She was a brunette, not black-haired. Yeah, and... As Lois While Lane's that sticks in my craw a little bit, I can let it go. Because she's not the featured character? Probably. I mean, like, Supergirl's a blonde girl. You're
1: right, she is, although I would what say... What if they made Supergirl a guy? I would say that Lois Lane is more of an iconic character than Supergirl. In spite of the fact that she doesn't have a costume, I feel like black hair is, yeah, is synonymous fair. with that character and
0: bangs as anything, and yet see I don't necessarily picture her with bangs but I'll give I you the dark
2: hair I wouldn't go with yeah I agree with Gwen Stacy bangs bangs
1: yeah yeah that's true maybe I'm kind of putting a little Margot Kidder in there in, in my head and then I think bangs because of that but um, yeah certainly the, dark, the black hair is like a yeah it'd be like making Gwen Stacy a brunette or something it's like there's just certain attributes that you don't want to mess with yeah, she's, she's got to be blonde. Right, like defining characteristics, and that is one of them. So yeah. I'm sure that they'll they'll get her hair the
0: right color.
2: Do you think that this could be something that you enjoy? Do you think Supergirl could be good, Paul?
0: I think it's going to be bad. Okay. Because I think they're going to... I don't think this is a character that you can do justly on TV. The, the powers are too big. Like, you, they got away with it on Smallville for so many seasons because he was getting one of his powers, like, every season. So, between the big five Superman powers, you got five seasons of Smallville there, where he's not Superman. He's not wrangling all these powers, but like, Supergirl should come right out of the gate, like The Flash did. Be a hero. That's what people want to see. People want to see the superhero. That's why S.H.I.E.L.D. has had middling ratings all this time. Uh, That's why... Fans loved Arrow as soon as it started, but it took a while to get the general public interested. Like She should be Supergirl. I'm going to watch it. I don't think it's going to last very long.
2: I think it's going to have the same kind of problem with the origin story. It's a convoluted origin story. Same problem that the TNT Teen Titans is going to have, where you're pulling all these different characters that are essentially sidekicks, and you're going to have to explain all of that.
0: You can get away with Teen Titans if you do the 80's Perez Wolfman Titans because none of them are attached to anyone else except for Nightwing get Nightwing out of there if you do it like Jeff Lemire did this Titans Earth 1 graphic novel where it's Cyborg Raven Starfire Beast Boy and Terra yeah none of them are connected to any other established superhero so yeah you can roll that cast out there and that was a great book It was a great trade Mm -hmm. Um, but with Supergirl how do you how do you how do you say and maybe this is just from a, a comic guy but i'm like how do you say
2: supergirl's here but superman is out there somewhere but you don't see him do you have to you have to incorporate a version of superman into this universe like that seems like that's going to be a big conflict of interest and, and uh, yeah and, just a weird yeah, situation that's, to put this character in
0: and that goes back to being a comic fan like i i don't like, the, the Teen Titans trade that mm-hmm. I just mentioned. It's contained in its own universe. They're the only heroes in that universe. But at the same time, when I'm reading that, like, it's easy to imagine all this other stuff is out there. It was such a contained story surrounding, uh, you know, a certain group of people and their circumstances that they didn't need to bring in everyone else. But if you have someone like Supergirl
2: lying around a major city. It's in the name. It's in her logo. You're going to have to explain the logo right, right there. Right. Like, well, why Why do you have that logo? Oh,
0: my cousin. Whoa, whoa, hold up. Your, Your cousin. cousin is Superman? <laughs> and He's not you, on this show? And where did you come from? Well, bring him in here. Yeah, I, like, I think you could get away with a Wonder Woman show easier than you could a Supergirl show. Well, like you Wonder said, Wonder it's Woman's all self-contained.
2: Yeah, you can right. you can do something completely away from the DC universe. It does, There could be no other superheroes in that universe. It doesn't even have to necessarily be a superhero show. You could do uh, take on Xena, sort of like a, a medieval version of Wonder Woman, get away with that, never explain any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, and with with Supergirl, like, um, I'm going to watch it. Um, I will want it to be successful, but I don't think the show has much of a chance. I think it's it's got a lot of working against it. So who's excited for X-Men Apocalypse? I'm excited. The old Brian Singer yeah, reboot? Yeah, yeah. The I'm... old guys are out. The young guys are in. That's okay. Young guys and gals. Hugh Jackman? Well, he'll
2: probably still be in.
0: Hugh Jackman's
1: Wolverine for life. Until he dies. I think
2: so, right? Do you think it'll be weird seeing him with all these other teenagers? I don't... I I don't think so. Because, I mean, traditionally, Wolverine's been a little bit older because he's, you know, from the 18th century or whatever the shit he was born. Yeah, you
0: can get away with that. I think he... With the time slipping a little bit with him. Yeah, like you can... It'll Do you be need okay. a Red Bull over there. No, I'm good.
2: Are you sure?
1: Yeah, I'm a little tired.
2: Will you be upset if if you jackman... me. it, that
1: moonshine, man. Yeah,
2: it killed you. Uh, not that
1: I know, but man. Yeah,
2: it was apple pie. It wasn't turkey flavored. Uh, so when.
0: Tryptophan, what's that called?
2: Tryptophan. 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 So when Matt gets drunk, he goes to sleep. Oh, night, night, buddy. <laughs> so. They did have some cast this past week. Am I fucking... This thing. I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse, cast Storm, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Um, Storm, Alexandra Ship from... Aaliyah, Princess of R&B. Did you see that? Or are you a big fan? Did you see that? I didn't. But you know who I bet did? Because he's a huge Aaliyah guy. Dominic Yossi probably was first in line. Aaliyah was sexy. She was sexy. I got
0: into an argument with someone recently about Aaliyah.
2: Really? What was the argument?
0: That I don't know if her star was going to project as much as everyone thought it was going to. Really? It seemed to
2: be all arrows up. She was was in The Matrix, the second Matrix movie, where... Second Matrix. Still, she was on a um, path right. where she would be a movie star.
0: Right. And I agree. She was on the right trajectory, but look at, like, Matrix 2. Not a good movie. But not a good at, movie. Look but... at Selena Gomez in that car movie with Ethan Hawke. Huge album. Huge single. She's in a, you know, co-starring
2: role in a movie with Ethan Hawke. What she done since nothing she's disappeared Selena Gomez doesn't have quite the body of work that at that point Aaliyah did Aaliyah had been putting out albums since like 1994 I think she passed away in 2001 somewhere around there she was making hit albums the whole time she was already in House of the Dead I believe vampire movie Yeah. Was, or Queen of the, House of the Dead yeah or Queen of the Dead? Queen of the Dead Queen yeah. of the Dead something dead
1: yeah
2: vampire. she was in a movie vampire flick she was in that I think she had more of a chance than maybe say somebody that just burst on the scene like Selena Gomez Selena
0: Gomez was around a while before come and get it broke and
2: she She was on she was on the Disney channel I forget what the name but I I feel like people treat Aaliyah like John Lennon they do do they
0: Whenever you talk to someone about Aaliyah, yeah, people are like, good. oh my god, she was she was cut down too. She was going to do all this shit. She was going to save cancer. She was going to cure cancer. Who says save that? Cancer? I mean, she had, yeah.
2: That's she was the vibe that Aaliyah a... people
0: bring in. Like, she was going to yeah. save no, I mean, cancer.
2: She, she, she was a great artist, but I, I mean, and I think she would have been very popular. I, I think that you could see her on a level of. A Beyonce as as famous and popular mm, as Beyonce. That's a bold statement, son. I think that she would be around there. She had a good start to her career, and I think if you would continue on that line, she would have been right around there. And I'm I'm in
0: the minority in this argument.
2: Like I have this. I don't know who these people are, that, that all, are. No, no yeah. one agrees with me. That's yeah. that's
0: the point. So please direct all your hate mail to at atgen underscore mcsauce.
2: <laughs> now there's some. Um,
0: but Alexandra Ship, 23 years old, going to be Storm. Looks there's, like she could be Storm.
2: Well, I mean, there's some debate there. All oh I, I boy. wish I wish we had our resident Storm uh, aficionado Darcy on the scene tonight, but this actress Storm, African princess, generally very dark skinned. Uh, is she Generally, yes. I don't see. I don't think Storm's ever that dark.
0: I, I'm uh, in the comics.
2: Yeah, but like, look at. I don't think that image is that dark-skinned. I think that when people think of Storm, they think of African, from the continent of Africa, dark, the jungles of Africa.
0: But, well, they can tan her up.
2: I don't know if they're going to do it's that. Cer-
0: but, we're certainly but, in a uh, step in the right direction from Halle Berry,
2: who's essentially white. That's pretty much the same skin tone, though. I'm, I'm going to say. But anyway, people are, there's rumbling that that's a problem. I don't have a problem with it, being a light skinned brother myself. <laughs> so. Light skinned brothers unite. But I, I don't have, I don't really have a problem with it. But there is a faction of people on the internet that are upset about it. Wanted to see if anybody else had heard that or is upset. Nobody has heard that. I Nobody's heard upset. That. I heard
0: that. I'm yep. upset by it. I'll be sold if she can do the accent.
2: Now, what is the accent? Because on X Men, the cartoon series that most people are familiar with, it's English. She has a like British accent. South African. It's, br- it's like British on there. But yeah, that's what... Do you think they're going to go with that? Or do you think they're going to say, Eh, you were born in New Jersey. Don't worry. Was Storm born in New Jersey? No, she wasn't. But I'm saying that, will they grace over who that character really is? I don't think they... Should I I think Brian Singer of all people should
0: know all the fuck ups with this character? True, but they but they've done that with other characters. Yeah, but he but he was directly involved. Like he knows Mm -hmm. he knows all the negativity toward Halle Berry's Storm. Like he gets a fucking redo. He gets to do this right and make it right for all the fans out there.
2: He was directly involved in in casting Colossus as well. Who big russian powerhouse and it turned out to just be a generic regular american kid in his cinematic he had such a small role in those movies right but you can at least give him a russian accent can't you and isn't that one of the big things about x-men with me if you want to live right (laughs) but i mean isn't that one of the big things with x-men is that they have this big diverse cast and yeah, but shouldn't like, we try to do that?
0: I guess I guess I think more of Brian Singer to to be able to go into recasting these roles like, alright, we did it once, we screwed a bunch of shit up, we're gonna do it right this time. Because like now way from back when the first X Men came out, we're in a culture that is more knowledgeable about these characters right. and who they are. We're more character
2: savvy. So, like he can't fuck this up again. And I'm not saying that he's fucking this up or he's gonna fuck this up or this casting is bad. I'm just saying, I'll tell you where he did fuck this up.
0: Casting Ty Sheridan as Cyclops because that kid is ugly. Cyclops, <laughs> Cyclops needs in to be no lady incarnation killer. is ugly, but this kid is goofy looking. Yeah, too bad Cyclops' visor doesn't cover his whole face. <laughs> <laughs> That's Matt Cassell, folks, joining us for the first time hey, tonight. Matt.
2: What's going on
0: today? Matt, uh, do, you, do you have any any opinion on this X-Men Apocalypse Catholic? I
1: think that that young man looks really, really young. Uh, I don't know what his age is, but boy, does he look young. 18. He doesn't look 18. But
0: so is Sophie Turner, who's going to be Jean Grey.
1: Yeah, but you know girls, they're always looking older than... They really are. Yeah, and like yeah. I feel he like looks... when I look at like boys, they look younger all the time than they well, really are.
0: When was Cyclops drafted by Professor X? What year? What was his How age? How old was he when Professor X came to get him?
1: I have no idea. Because
0: I imagine like that's what we're gonna see. Didn't we're gonna see the meeting in, of these. That happened
1: characters. in X Men Origins Wolverine, or Wolverine X Men. Whatever the, what is it? Wolverine X Men Origins. Or X Men Origins Wolverine. Wait, the the movie?
0: Yeah, the movie was X Men Origins Wolverine. Are you sure?
1: It yeah. wasn't Wolverine X Men Origins.
0: Allow me to IMDb that, but I'm I'm pretty sure I have I have it right. Okay, uh, Cyclops, young Cyclops. Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine.
1: Young Cyclops was in that
0: movie, right? But with this new time stream mix uh, up and you know we get to redo a lot of things. Yeah, so yeah. that doesn't really count anymore. Okay. I thought you were uh, I meant like in the comics. I don't know. I don't I don't know how old they were that first class cuz in the first book in the 60s when you first meet them they're X-Men already. Yeah.
1: I want to say maybe around 15.
0: Ian, How old is Cyclops when Professor X first meets him?
2: I don't know. I don't think 15, though,
0: Matt. I mean, it was just a number I put out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, but this kid does look awfully young.
0: But so does Sophie Turner. At times. At times.
2: I mean, I don't really know him from anything. Uh, Sophie Turner, you know, Game of Thrones... I don't really like her in Game of Thrones, though, so I'm kind of split on, on the casting. I think she I looks liked her like Gene I this last season when she
0: kind of takes a mean turn at the very end. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I what never, did she do that was so mean? Spoilers, people. Turn she, your shit off. She just kind of always Are you all was, caught
0: up? Yeah, what did she do? Because, like, she's... The entire series, she's just trying to survive, pretty much. And then at the very end, she kind of has enough, and she's with Littlefinger, and she's like, yeah... Fuck this! And she comes down the stairs in the black dress, and she's like,
2: "Well, I'm doing some horse shit with Littlefinger now." I'm- but, but she's always been pretty selfish. She's always been out for herself. Like it hasn't been that drastic. Yeah, but, but- the way the, the way her character arc has gone, it's like she's she's always
0: been about herself, but she's always been by herself. She's been trapped. Right. And you get the sense that you know she comes from an entitled family in Winterfell in the beginning. And then she has to, she hits rock bottom, and then has to pick herself up as a better person. And you expect her to come out of it, to come out of the other side, more like Arya, who's you know, who can handle herself, and she knows who
2: she is. But that's the exact dynamic that they're creating there.
0: But Sansa comes out, and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna murder and pillage and just do what it takes to get." Back.
2: But that, but that makes that book into did she murder? no
0: one no one like that's the attitude she comes out yeah. with at the end where she's like well yeah Littlefinger has this right he's lying cheating stealing murdering and he's doing just fine
1: Till he gets it's fucked bad. up but the, but that's I the, feel the, like his day is coming that's the dynamic so of Stark family though,
2: everyone's day that, coming in that show yeah I mean the, I don't know who's like Arya might make it out of this thing I alive am. yeah and maybe Bran maybe I, I don't know
1: I feel like the survivors are gonna be Jon Snow, and um, the blonde dragon queen, uh, Daenerys. Daenerys. Daenerys.
2: I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about like Jon Snow's too much in the shit. Like he's down. I thought he was gonna bite uh, it in that the siege of the castle. I, no, thought I, that I feel. Was I feel over. like
0: Jon Snow, Daenerys, and Tyrion. Are your big three who are gonna make it through?
2: I think Bran will probably make it through. Bran. yeah, I'm Bran. not. Say, I'm not saying I like him. I'm just saying he's gonna make it. You don't think Arya's gonna make it either? People love her. Yeah, she'll make it. She'll Maybe. Be- they love her.
0: We'll see. So, X-Men Days of Future,
2: <laughs> <Or> X-Men Apocalypse,
0: <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, guys, like, they all look really X-Men dumb.
2: of Thrones. That Cyclops kid is really ugly. Yeah. Sophie Turner, she's cute. She could be Jean Grey. I think she a bitch, though. And Alexandra... Well, but,
0: like, I always got the idea that Jean Grey was a bitch. Yeah? Yeah. I've never liked Jean Grey. Yeah. I've never been a fan of her.
1: She's always been kind of like my just sort of their X-Men character like she never really made a big difference unless you're reading something like um
2: the Dark Phoenix Saga who if you're Cyclops who would you rather be your lady anybody Jean Grey or Emma Frost cause they both seem kinda like Emma Frost seems fucked up yeah but, but it's Emma a, Frost but owns she's it, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: she like... She wears it on her sleeve. She's, like... She doesn't have sleeves. She has those, she, like, long She has, like... The, yeah, she, she only wears, wears sleeves. it on her long And gloves. bikini briefs. Yeah. Yeah, Emma Frost, because she's mean, and you know that she's mean, and she doesn't Is play games.
1: January Jones going to be Emma Frost again? I doubt it at this point. Yeah.
0: I don't know if we're even going to see Emma Frost again.
1: Did they kill, they kill her? Didn't they kill her? I thought they did
2: in first class. You know, it's, it's I can't
1: so remember. funny how well the the X-Men film universe reflects the X-Men comic book universe. Cuz it's so and that, goddamn confusing. Yeah, like and, and I, it was never intentional. It was never meant to be such a, a clusterfuck. clusterfuck, but it ended up being like that and it, I think that's hilarious. Um so yeah, there you go. Is there any comic book news this week, Paul?
0: Well, 2 episodes ago was it two? It was that two. we had a, we had a long talk about how Marvel, coming out of Secret Wars this spring, is going to reboot the entire universe, a la the New 52. Just take it down to the beginning and rebuild it. Matt said, no, there's no way they're going to do that. No way in hell. And then Axel Alonzo and Tom
2: Brady... And then then Ian said, oh, I kind of think that they're going to do that. Me too. And then Axel... Why is
1: he taking... I don't don't
2: know. More me, but go ahead.
0: What do you mean more. You, I was totally arguing with him. Were you?
1: Nah.
0: Yeah, I thought. I. I still think they're gonna. It's gonna be more, more, more new Fifty Two ish than it's gonna be all new Marvel or Marvel now. Mm-hmm. So Axel Alonso and Tom Brevoort, the co-editors in chief or whatever the fuck those two guys are, <laughs> they've come out and said. Well, they're they're Marvel. Whatever. I don't pay <laughs> attention see, so. or give a shit. They've come out and said, it's done. We're done with the 616. After Battle World, we're going to have a whole new universe. Whole new Marvel universe. Which even spurned Stan Lee into coming out and commenting, saying, you know what? Had a great run. I love what I did from the 60s on. I wouldn't change a thing, but you need to keep things moving in the comic book world. You need to keep things interesting, and this is a great way to do that.
2: So Stan's on board reboot the 616 yeah they even had a press conference a live press conference for for marvel comics that day and did you watch it i watched a little bit of it and it was a, kind of boring because <laughs> i think that we just talked about it and i was like oh yeah that shit that we, we told were- you everything you need to
0: know <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah we just
2: argued about that like last night i don't have to listen to this but yeah, um, Senior Vice President Tom Brevoort and Editor-in-Chief Alex It's all one of them, right? So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not very surprised by this. Um, all that said, it doesn't mean that the, some of the characters won't be exactly the same. They're saying that they're going to change everything around. Who knows? Who knows? Whenever it actually happens. What's going to be different, what's not? The one thing that we all know, we're going to have Miles Morales. That's all we really know, right? Right. Because there's nobody else useful from the (laughs) ultimate universe to bring over,
1: right? It's, it's It's a motley crew of the most unlikable dipshits in the history of comic books. Thanks, Mark Miller. Mark Millar. Mark Millar. Whatever your pretentious shit name is, it's oh, Mark Millar.
0: He's not British. He's not pretentious. They just sound that way. <laughs> <laughs> like Bennett- well, Benedict Well,
1: I mean Benedict Cumberbatch isn't being racist. He's just
0: being British. You know what? Speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch saying coloreds today. Oh, <laughs> lord. I feel like if anyone but him dropped coloreds it would have been a fucking shitstorm, and their career would be done, or I, at least take a serious hit. But Benedict Cumberbatch says it, and everyone's kind of like,
2: "Oh, Benedict. He said he's sorry. He's so cute. It's, he's It, not it was such a hideous. It's such a small ripple that I didn't even know about it until I came over here tonight. The
0: news didn't break until like right before you got here. Oh, like okay. I think I I first saw that story. Like, he just you said it as York. I was
2: pulling in. Yeah, that racist. I'm gonna boycott Doctor Strange now. But yeah, I mean, Secret Wars changing everything over to Battle World. I, I So at, at the core of this, Matt,
0: when the new fifty two launched, they rebooted Origins. Yeah. They retold everyone's origin. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Except maybe Hal Jordan and Batman. But you don't think Marvel's gonna do that? You think origins are all going to stay the same, but we're just going to kind of pick up in a new status quo going forward.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, I still think that. Um, and, and even if things are drastically changed, I don't think it will last more than 12 issues. Um, I, I still think this is Marvel dipping their toe into a big kind of reboot. I don't think this is going to be the new Marvel um, going forward from now until... Another reboot in twenty five years or something like that. This is just a way for Marvel to to get you know sell more comic books without having to reboot it in number one,
0: which they'll do that too. See, I don't necessarily think they're gonna reboot origins. Like I think Iron Man, Spider Man, Captain America, they're all gonna come from the same place. I think you're right mainly, and and, and I think it they should stay
1: the same because. I think a lot of the DC ones kind of stayed the same too. Like yes, Batman, yes Green Lantern, but all like even Superman's was The Flash was basically the same, same, right? Yeah, they but, just, but they they showed you in some instances like these new like origins with like a new The one that jumps telenoid. out is
2: is Wonder Woman had a different origin yeah. um which made more sense, it, I think that it did. we made her out of clay.
1: And I and I liked it. Um but I hope that they Retell the or not reimagine the origins, but I hope I'd like to see them kind of touch on the origins and sort of start fresh. Would you I like the first six
2: issues to be the origin stories of all these heroes? Then,
1: yeah, totally. I would love that. I would love it. I don't think they'll do it. Uh, I don't think Marvel's listening to me. I don't think they're interested in doing what oh, I don't under- short done. sell the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would love that. I would love it. Um, I hope beyond hope that I am wrong about this. I hope they reboot this universe because
0: the the Marvel Universe to me is begging to be rebooted. So what if they reboot something similarly to the way DC did where brand new Marvel Universe out of the gate and Kamala Khan is Ms. Marvel and Carol Danvers never existed?
1: I'm all for it. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm totally Because you
0: have no previous connection with
2: Carol. What the if universe? they reboot it yes, and Miles Morales is Spider-Man and Peter Parker never existed?
1: That I don't like because Spider-Man's one of my absolute favorite characters. And
0: because that sounds insane.
2: It's a question.
1: But, yeah, I mean, question. Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters, so just getting rid of one of my favorites, not cool. That's why I'm so sensitive about what Marvel has done to that character over the years. I feel like they've treated him with disrespect.
2: I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, making him a villain for over a year, erasing some of his rich history. The history that you and I grew up, re- up with. Yeah, I mean, it's it was all our, the stuff that we first started reading. That was reading. our
1: formative comic book reading years. And then to look at Spider-Man now, it's almost... It should be called," said the Amazing Spider-Man. "The Unrecognizable Spider-Man."
2: <laughs> I mean, to me, Spider-Man was always married to Mary Jane. Exactly. That's just how it was. Right. And that that was part of the dynamic of him having to have this battle of, you know, trying to be there for his wife and form this family, but he can't because he has loyalties to the city that he
1: protects right I mean what are we going on seven years now where spider-man has erased 25 years of continuity something like that I think so you know if there are even young kids that read comic books anymore those kids are growing up with a spider-man that is not married to Mary Jane and now this is like their version of spider-man And the longer we go the more I realize this might never get corrected Maybe with this reboot thing, it could happen, but I still don't really believe this is going to be a reboot. Marvel and reboot just doesn't go together. Marvel and renumbering go together like
0: peas and carrots. Because that's what they've done. But it is what they've before done. DC rebooted.
2: No one thought DC would reboot either. This doesn't. True. This also, even though they had a big presser and they have all these. Lovely things to say about how they're going to change their universe and the old Marvel universe is dead. This doesn't have quite the same feel uh, that the new 52 did. There was It there. It felt final with the new 52. Yeah, it kind of did. It felt like we're, it, it was an abrupt stop. Yeah. And I like that. This feels like we're going to bridge the gap with the storyline. We're going yep. to cradle your head and take <laughs> you over here. We're going to lay you gently down here in the new battle world. Like... I want I, if they're really gonna do this. I want it to stop and start. I want a fresh start. The, battle this is the world. Spanish Sounds Fly of Reboots. Crazy. What's that?
1: This is the Spanish Fly of Reboots. The so way we're gonna gently place you down.
2: right <laughs> I
0: didn't <here>. say <laughs> drug you. We're
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, Spanish Fly
0: gets you gets chicks horny. How does this reboot get people? I thought it's not like a roofie. No, like, Spanish Fly just gets you ready I thought, to fuck. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought it incapacitate. But that's, that's the lore. No, Spanish fly doesn't <laughs> incapacitate. The... Oh, okay. It's like 70s fake Viagra. It oh, just okay. gets you ready to get your swerve on. Ah, I see. My
1: mistake.
2: So they were like, we're going It's gonna... been
1: a while since I used this stuff, honestly.
2: <laughs> like, we're going to take this new Thor's hammer, we i going to stick it in your asshole. Don't worry. You're going to love it over in Battleworld. Battleworld sounds fucking nuts.
0: Everyone should go on to marvel.com. And check out the interactive battle world map. Yeah, because there's some, there's some crazy shit on there. Howard the Duck has his own con-
2: country. I'm, I'm afraid that Howard the Duck is going to survive all this. I wish that they would kill him permanently, but unfortunately, well, they've
0: already announced the new that he's Howard re- the Duck series. He's I know. coming he's, back. He's, he's making be it. doing his thing. There's a the Marvel 1608 universe. That's going to be in there. The um, House of M timeline will be in there. It sounds like Civil War will also be in there.
2: Do we have any specific era of Marvel heroes that we would want to see brought back or populated into this universe. Well, yeah. I have I have an answer yeah, to Yeah go no. no you go ahead Ian. I want the nineties X Men. I want the nineties <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, those guys
0: And <laughs> you open the <laughs> comic place they're yeah. gonna get their own Country and Battle World too. I believe it's called Westchester. I, can World. I vote
2: on this because I want to vote on this and there, bring them all back? They will be part
0: of Secret Wars. Is, I don't know if they will be the X
2: Men. I afterwards. doubt. I doubt that. But if I had, if I had a version, man, that's, and, and I had one vote, I'd bring back that version of the X Men. That was my favorite by far.
1: I would get that. And I didn't even read the X-Men back then. I mean, I did, like, sporadically, but not consistently. I'd probably buy that book. What I'm hoping for is just fix Spider-Man, please. Fix him.
2: Which version of Spider-Man do you want, then? If in our own personal McSauce battle world, what Spider-Man do you want?
1: Well, you can pick up, like, after the um, J. Michael Straczynski run. (laughs) Do you see how that just came right out? I didn't even, like, stutter, hesitate. I just said it. Like, I knew it.
2: Just rolled off the tongue, man. I I I applaud you.
1: You could pick up like kind of right around there, or you know go back to the to the '90s stuff. I really like that Spider-Man. My Battle World
2: would look like my '90s pool list. It would be all of was '90s
0: Spider-Man
2: dating Mary Jane. No, they're married. He was married.
0: Yeah, they got married in the
1: '80s, I think.
2: See, I don't want them married. Why? Does that bother you? Like, yeah. I I want them married. I like that dynamic. I do, too. Yeah, as much
0: as I don't like Carol Ferris and Kyle Rayner together right now, I kind of like that Carol and Hal are on the outs and they're going through some bullshit. You like that kind of drama? Oh, yeah, I like that kind yeah, of relationship I drama. I don't want happy, you know, everything's great, we're married, blah, blah, blah.
2: But I feel like Peter Parker's main struggle is always, like, a family kind of dynamic and his loyalty is to his family be it Aunt May or Uncle right, Ben or, or his legals. wife. And, and, and I don't think necessarily, like, wow, he had the love triangle with Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane and all that stuff. I don't think that, for me, that wasn't a core driving thing. It's always his family issues in comparison to his his loyalty and his need to protect New York and, but- and be Spider-Man. But and the danger that he puts his family in. But don't
0: you think the family issues were kind of unnecessary? Like, why did Aunt May never know he was Spider-Man?
2: Well, she's so she's, seen she's so she's so but But, but that's, why it's be, that's why the JMS version that's going to survive in the McSauce battle world is good. Because in the first arc, Aunt May finds out that he's Spider-Man. And the whole way through, they're dealing with her knowing that he's constantly in danger and people... Saying all these horrible things about him and her kind of even fighting. I think she writes to the paper, or sends yeah. an email. She might even send an email to the paper saying, Quit, she quit talking tweeted. smack. <laughs> she tweeted, she tweeted, to, she sent Snapchat <laughs> of the pussy. Oh, come on! That'll get him to quit
0: writing. does <laughs> not that what Snapchat's for?
2: I, I think so. It's, it's for penises and vaginas. For one hundred and four year old vagina, oh, mm. um, mm. it's amazing Snapchat. I don't
0: know. I I, I like I like my hero's single with some relationship drama going on.
1: Yeah, Once I don't you need the young and the restless. Someone, I, I'm content to have um, my hero married and be a family man. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it creates more uh, tension and drama. It creates a a legitimate weakness for that character that he has to worry about.
2: I like some of my heroes like, being but, single. Like, but at Tony Stark time. can't ever get married. Right, but at exactly. the same but time, Spider-Man, his, the core of his conflict isn't all the relationship stuff. It's mainly family versus duty.
0: But at the same time, if he's best friends with Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy or Harry those characters are still in danger just as much as his wife would be. So you still get that element yeah. of fucking putting the it, people it, closest to me in danger.
1: It's not the same as your your immediate family, I don't think. Your wife or your children.
2: No? I
0: No.
1: No,
2: Paul. Seriously? No. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> you mean
1: your best friend doesn't mean as much to you as your wife? Or your children? Or your kid? Your kids
2: like <laughs> well, that we your didn't, buddy we didn't that you meet once into, in a while. We
0: didn't even get into that shit. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, anyway, is there anybody <laughs> that you would like to see in Battle World? I know Paul that you're not a big Marvel mm-hmm. guy. In fact, you hate it. But is there any book that you would read besides the '90s X-Men book that we were talking about? I would like to. They will revisit it, but I would. I will pick up whatever
0: Old Man Logan book that they that comes out of Battleworld, world because that was a really it's just a really cool dystopian future that they created with like the, all the descendants of the hulk kind of you know ruling the territories and like it was just so messed
2: up yeah they had um i think her name is ashley barton who was the um the uh, like a Spider Girl, but a daughter somehow yeah, related to um, Clint's daughter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was cool. Which she drove the you know, the Spider Jeep kind of thing or the Spider Buggy. Yeah, so I, I thought I'd, was I'd cool. I'd like to check
0: out some classic X Men too, like X Men '92, X Men. But as far as like Howard the Duck and there's a there's a Killville, Killville. on the map. Killville, what's that? they haven't said anything yet but speculation is that it's it branches out of the punisher kills the marvel universe oh, and deadpool okay. kills, kills the marvel, yeah. marvel yeah. Universe. Oh, I I gotcha. Gotcha. yeah so but like i have no connection to that stuff whatsoever but like some of the the more classic stories and the the way that you normally see these characters like that's the stuff that i'd be more interested in
1: yeah i don't know you know it, if this can live up to what they're actually saying it's going to be, I, I would be legitimately excited about it. The first time I have been excited about Marvel Comics as a whole in a long, 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 long time. You know, I rolled my eyes to all new Marvel and Marvel Now and all that nonsense. Um, hopefully, this will, will be different. But I don't think it will really be different.
0: I think the same business practices are going to live on. Yeah. I think we're going to get new number ones in the middle of story arcs. You know what? If
1: you want to do number all that ones stuff. one last time, fine. But that's it. No more rebooting it. No more, or not rebooting, Renumbering. Just stop that.
0: Do you think people that start getting comic books now won't have the same reverence for a book that's at issue 870?
1: I think that's a really safe bet. I don't think it's relevant to them I think if anything and I think there's something to it especially for maybe a younger reader the higher the number the more like um, you know cost of entry or what what am I trying to say the higher the
0: the more shit you need to go through to get the it's just a more
1: intimidating number like higher numbering for comic books you know you see I don't know The Incredible Hulk at issue 600 that's can be a little intimidating maybe if you don't really know comic books that well and realize that you know the storylines are only a few issues and there's like easy to jump on points yeah out.
0: i guess you know i guess relatively it could be like oh well i want to watch 24 how many seasons are there Six. Ah, oh, man maybe if you said two i'd be more inclined to check it out you know?
2: Right. Yeah. I guess so. Um, but it's even easier for kids nowadays. I'm assuming that kids are jumping in and trying to read these comic books. It's even easier for them now to to read the whole series. You have so many comic shops out there. You have them sold at bookstores. You can go on Amazon and have them delivered to your, to your house. And you also have... The digital comics right at your fingertips you can have your parents buy a marvel unlimited subscription you can read all the different books um, as well as go through comiXology so i mean back when we were coming up matt we had to go to flea markets and hunt down back issues and all it was way harder when we weren't buying
1: 70s porn yeah
2: <laughs> well yeah that that too that too that's <laughs> so much easier for kids to find now too yeah, That's true but, you know, it's so much more accessible now. You would think that something... You think you would get excited. Like, wow, there are 600 other stories that I haven't read yet. And I'm going to jump in here yeah. and see if I like it. And if I like it, then I have all this other stuff, all this other catching up to do.
1: I, You know, I sort of feel like back when you and I were getting into comics, Ian...
0: You guys are so old. It
1: was... You would hear people talk um with such I love reverence, Paul in this. right you would hear people talk with such reverence about the old comics like older storylines through these you know comic book titles that we all loved and then you would feel inclined to go and hunt those issues down or trade paperbacks and read them i feel like anytime we read about comics now all we want to do is talk about what's the next big fucking thing nobody ever wants to reflect and like say what are, what really are the strongest spider-man stories or right. the best batman unless we're talking about the dark knight returns or the killing joke i feel right. like nobody wants to talk about that stuff
2: what's well, it's kind of weird because people usually don't even include newer stuff either they always go back to the classic stuff or they always i i was listening to a podcast i was talking about the X-Men casting and the X-Men movies and and great storylines that they could pick from and one of the guys said Yeah, they should do like the Messiah complex That was one of the best sto- and I agree with that and it's newer and you almost will never hear anybody say that They'll always go to the Phoenix Saga. They'll always go to day's future past um, but some of the the newer stuff is equally as good astonishing is an excellent Um, Or or Gifted from Astonishing X-Men. That's an excellent run of books right there. That's probably the one that I would recommend to people. Yeah. More so than, you know, the Dark Phoenix Saga. Nobody can get... uh, Like, I have a hard time reading that. There's so much backstory and so much... Um, every panel is packed with just see, verbiage. That's and- the
1: kind of stuff Like, I would be totally cool with Marvel if that's kind of their approach to a reboot, is if they kind of go that Joss Whedon route with what they did with Astonishing X Men. I feel like that would be kind of a good way of doing it. Um, although I would like to see kind of like a little bit more touching on the origins, but th- I feel like that's the perfect tone right there.
2: Right, because they started that group over again, but it wasn't it wasn't like a hard like they they pulled all the good elements yeah. and they assembled this great cast to to take the X-Men team forward. I I don't understand why more people don't point to some of the newer stuff that's that's really good. I mean, some of the stuff in the early 2000s, uh, I know me and Paul talked about that as like a golden age of comic books. There were a lot of really good things that happened in the from about 2000 until about 2009 2010 there were a lot of great books right around then I agree
0: so speaking of great books from 2000 to 2010 uh, what was what was Waringo's first name Mike Mike, Mike Waringo Waringo. Fantastic, fantastic Forerun mm-hmm. written by Mark Wade great Fantastic Four run I had never bought Any Fantastic Four On my own Single issues Before that run And it was infinitely Entertaining His art was great Mark Waid's story Was great The way they were The way he was taking it And I forget what the fuck Happened but it just I don't know if Mike Waringo got sick At that point And no, story stopped No he died suddenly
1: He died of a heart attack Yeah he died of a heart attack During that run Uh, I think so
0: See, I thought they, I thought they cut he that. He may have been done already. And then, I
2: thought they wrapped it up right at the end because the last book that I remember that team being on, something happened to Reed's face, and half of his face got melted off at the end of the story. <clears throat> and then, for some reason, they, they almost—I I feel like they erased that that whole run right after it, and they did like changed direction, and none of that stuff happened. I remember that.
1: I don't remember how it resolved itself, but I remember.
2: I, I yeah, I don't remember how it ended, but I, I remember that being one of my favorite Fantastic Four runs. Mike yeah.
1: Waringo was such a good artist, yes, such he a really great was. cartoonist. Um, he had such a cartoony style. You know, he died I think at forty
0: four or something like yeah, that. that
1: was he was surprising. so young.
0: Yeah, that Fantastic Four run and Mark Millar's Ultimate Fantastic Four, the first. Three, four trades of that run. Really, really good fucking story.
2: Let's also give some some props to Brian Bendis, who had a part in that as well. Yeah, he helped yeah, co-write that's true. some of that. True. I know sometimes we beat Bendis up here on this podcast, but he was a part of that.
1: Yeah, he was. And you know what else? I, I would say Mark Millar's uh, Marvel Knights 4 was... Was that Mark Millar? I think it was Mark Millar. It was the very first thing I ever saw Steve McNiven's artwork on. Um, That was really good. As a matter of fact, I would say that is the best Fantastic Four I have ever read. (laughs)
0: uh, Roberto Aguilar-Sacasa. What? Written by
2: Roberto Aguilar-Sacasa. Yeah, Yeah, that guy. Pencils
0: by Steve McNiven and a few other people.
2: There was also a run on the right, just standard Fantastic Four book, Mark Millar again. And... Brian Hitch did a a run where they did some like almost Days Future Past thing where a Doctor Doom from another from another future comes back to uh, do battle with the Fantastic Four and they have to pull different members from different dimensions of the Fantastic Four, a um, Hulk from another dimension that was in the Fantastic Four to um, to combat these people. It was really a good storyline. So there are good Fantastic Four stories out
0: there. They exist. How good is Josh Trank's Fantastic Four story going to be after the teaser trailer that debuted today?
1: Oh, yeah. We we watched
0: that. We did watch that. We watched it earlier by ourselves, and we watched it again together.
1: Paul, I came up to you first thing this morning, and I said, did you see the Fantastic Four trailer? And you said, yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to go watch it. And then I came back, and I said... I was about to say something. And I said, "You know what? Let's save it for the podcast." That was that was about twelve hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think at the time I was you like, "We're just- going to talk about it in eight hours." But no, that was twelve hours ago. Um, so after have- after
2: some moonshine, after some coffee, after a mid-podcast nap, are you ready to do?
1: this fair. <laughs> uh no, actually I want to hear what you thought of it, Ian.
2: I want to hear you, man. No, you've been you've been, no, you been the most you've been the most harsh. I want to hear I've what you have the to most say. Vocal here. I, have been I the think the fans want to hear what you want to say. All right.
1: Uh so my initial reaction was, wow, that looks pretty good actually. And then I started to think about it. And I'm not quite willing to to
0: give it a pass yet because because I, you were so hard on it. Well
1: Well we'll get to we'll get to the swing set there sharply. Cool your jets. Yeah, I I mean I I think if I'm being honest and if I'm being realistic, um knowing what I know about the about the movie, they really didn't touch on any of that stuff except for the fact that Johnny Storm's a black guy, which as we've talked about here, I was not a fan of them changing his race. Um, I think that uh, this was a very, very well put together trailer. Tonally, it looked pretty cool. It excited me in the fact that this doesn't look like your typical Marvel movie, which I like, because I'm fucking sick of it. I really am. Like, To me, this looked more interesting than Avengers 2.
2: That was the first thing that jumped out to me thinking of you. Was I that...
1: I appreciate that you thought of me I, first. No,
2: I, I really did because I was thinking this looks like something different. I don't know if Matt's going to like it, but this isn't Guardians, Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man. It's not anything like that. This is totally, at least from first blush, it looks totally different. Right. And that at least should... Have Matt a little more optimistic, right? Uh, I I think it it
1: barely looked like a Fantastic Four trailer, though. It looked like a science fiction trailer for a really cool sci-fi movie. But we know it's Fantastic Four. But maybe that's what we're getting. Maybe
2: we're getting a really cool
1: so. sci-fi. I hope so. I think that would be cool. But like the things that we know, they didn't show, and I feel like they did that strategically because I still believe that they're like. I saw some leaked photos of what Dr. Doom looks like for this movie. Yikes. We've read about who Dr. Doom is for this movie. Yikes. Um, You know, we know the the convoluted story of Sue Storm and Johnny Storm being brother and sister, but like not quite really because one's adopted. Let's just add an
2: unnecessary wrinkle to that. They could have ironed that off by, if you want to add a black character, make Reed the black character. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: kind of. Like, do that. Yeah. Um, I still don't like the looks of these characters, except for um, the... the Kate Mara. Kate Mara. She looks kind of perfect as Sue Storm.
2: She looks kind of perfect all the time. I had no idea that you liked her that much, Paul.
1: Um, She looked fantastic. Big fan. fan. And I didn't say that as a pun. That was just the first word that came to mind. Oh,
2: you dick.
1: She does look fantastic. I'm still not sold on oh, on any of the other uh, actors that they have. Although I would say that um, uh, Johnny Storm, what's that actor's name again? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's probably Jordan. going to bring it the best out of the out of the three guys. Um, you know, they showed uh, a, a split second of uh, the thing from behind. And he looked really good um, CGI as he always should have been in those first couple of Fantastic Four instead of the Michael Chiklis slash Muppet version.
2: Um, looks really imposing when they're all standing there at the end of the trailer and you can see all four of them. Yeah. That silhouette like is
1: awesome. Yeah, it get. really is. Um, visually, it, it, it there's a lot to like, but they barely showed the Fantastic Four. They didn't show the villain, uh, they didn't really let you know what the story is. Um, I think they're, they're strategically keeping a lot of important things hidden. So I think it was a great trailer, but I, don't, I still don't think it's going to be a great movie. I think it's still going to be a debacle. Um, the trailer was cool. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that really good Star Trek commercial, or trailer. When um, it was the one where uh, Pike says to to Kirk, um, your dad was the captain of the Enterprise for eight seconds or whatever, and he saved nine thousand lives. I think I might be misquoting slightly there, but and then they had that very dramatic music that played through the whole thing. That's kind of what this was. You had that Morgan Freeman look-alike actor voicing the like narrating through.
2: If um, I had to nitpick, I didn't like that. I didn't. I thought that was unnecessary. Well, to Dufresne, Captain the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think that he needed to say, you know, he was like, humanity has traveled fucking thousands of years. No, just show the beautiful scenery right. and go through, and they were doing the, like, this is a moment and this is, a moment, and this is a moment. And I think... If they would have stayed silent, it would have been more impactful. But that's nitpicking. You might
1: be right with that. I still think this was a great trailer. I think this is infinitely better than the two Avengers trailers. I agree. Um, but yet, I still think the Avengers Two is going to be a significantly better movie, and that's based strictly on like my faith in the creators. Uh,
0: you know, for the respective movies, Paul. Matt give me your thoughts I really liked it everything about this movie has been so it has been uh, it has been a pendulum of emotion <laughs> because they they announce that you know, they, you know they're doing it and Josh Trank's doing it and you're like yay mm-hmm. and then they're like hey here's your cast and you're like oh I don't know <laughs> and then some other stuff comes out and I'm like yeah hey, right, that sounds pretty good and then oh Dr. Doom's a blogger and it's been real up and down, and I want to like this. And this was a great trailer. This was a good fucking trailer. The, I could do without the voiceover, but the music that's playing behind it, the scenes they picked, the way they... And knowing what happens in the Ultimate Fantastic Four book. Like, you can piece together how the story's going to go. And They're I not think the general public
2: understands who the Fantastic Four is enough to know that... These people go someplace, come back, and they're different. Like, that's the story of the Fantastic Four. They're not going to go into space. They're not
0: going to be hit by cosmic rays. Like, it looks like the experiment that they're setting up is going to be more akin to the transporter technology fuck-up that they're doing in Ultimate Fantastic Four. Right. And knowing all of that, like, it gives me the story that I need. I haven't seen the Doom stills, so, like, this trailer has me up. Those doom stills will bring me down. Yeah, I Just don't like want to everything look, this movie's done so far. I don't want to
2: look at the doom stills because I don't
0: want to. Either. I, <laughs> because I, I'm liking this right now.
2: I was really excited about this. I thought that I was going to be down on this, as we talked about everything that's come out has been pretty negative. Kate Mara coming out and saying that she doesn't need to read the source material because it's going to be so different. Yeah. That rated yeah. against me.
1: There was so much. There was just thing after thing. There was never, like Paul, you said the pendulum was swinging both ways. Maybe it swung like up initially like when the director was announced, and then it swung down and it kind of kept going that way for me. It was just thing after thing that piled up until I was like writing this movie off. And I told you, I was like, I cannot wait to see something for this movie. Like just show me a still or a trailer. I am really intrigued. And I'm sorry, I totally like No, don't no, know, no, no we're we 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 having a conversation. But, but like, a that I did, that's very exciting. It's very cool. I'm st- I'm even more fascinated now because that was such a good trailer, and yet I still feel like it's gonna suck.
2: <laughs> it's the weirdest
0: feeling. I'm but, s- I'm sold even more on Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic after seeing this trailer. I, well, I've I seen, seen
2: I've seen him in a few other things since as the casting, I. and he has delivered in everything that I've seen him in. I've also heard good things about the movie that w- he's in with um, J.K. Simmons.
1: Oh yeah, I forget um, what that's the, it's called. about it's
2: about right it, it's he's a drum instructor and Miles yeah. Teller is his student. I forget what the name is. Whiplash is the name of it.
1: What's
2: it about? It's it um, JK Simmons is trying to assemble a jazz group full of musical geniuses and push them to their absolute limits. <laughs> and he's the the star of this and I've heard nothing but good things cool. about that film. He seems like stronger actor now than he was a year ago or however long ago that we were talking about it maybe they got him at
1: just the right time
2: hopefully Um, I think like just the the cinematography the look of this film Mm -hmm. looks really cool we touched on it before it looks like we might get a cool sci-fi
0: movie a prequel to interstellar
1: yeah it looks kind of like interstellar and that was a visual treat
2: and in a way, like, isn't that what the Fantastic yeah. Four is on a lot of different levels?
0: It should be the the genuine definition of fantastic. I,
2: I, I, thought, I thought I thought totally that agree. Um, some of the things that they illustrate um, when it looks like things are going real fucking bad and they're in some strange place and it looks like there's, their suits are on fire and stuff like that, um, that looked pretty stunning and like a traumatic experience. Agreed. Um we do get to see some clips of Ben Grimm as the thing yep. just at the end and then there's a quick burst where you get to see it's him kind as of a rock.
1: Breaking out of it It looks like that's kind of the birth of the thing.
2: It's it's so it's so tactile. You could feel mm-hmm. and, and hear the crunch. It, it looks really, really awesome. And um you get a couple clips of Johnny Storm catching fire, that even looks really good. It looks looks like a slickly made movie. If I was at a
0: five going into this trailer, it got the two-point swing.
2: (laughs) It got the two-point swing for me, too, for for excitement. So, I mean, it looks like um, if there was ever a movie that needed a and in, in 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 a way like this was there wasn't flying there wasn't superpowers nope. all over the place this was a really subtly classfully there were done there
0: essentially no superpowers
2: No no I mean like quick cuts to people on fire and rocks and stuff like that But I I don't think
1: I think we can Like agree, nothing over the top that you can do That's on not for. what this movie's going to be it's going to have the superpowers it's not going to be that subtle Yeah And you know let's face it they really didn't show anything in this trailer and I think the more they show the worse it's gonna get.
0: We've been burned by trailers before, but I think that what what I'm sorry what
2: uh, yeah what
1: ahead. trailer is leaping to mind when you say that?
0: Phantom Menace.
2: Oh, you. Well, I mean that's that's a one once in a generation kind of thing. We were excited in recent history. We were excited for the Captain America Winter Soldier trailer that delivered. We were eh on Amazing Spider-Man two. And that was a so-so film we were excited about Guardians and that delivered yeah so I mean in superhero in the realm of superheroes these trailers seem to be falling right along I'm not saying that this is gonna be a great movie at all but holy crap if ever a movie needed a strong counterpunch to all the negative press this is it like yeah, this I got like me excited it didn't for this feel movie. like a
0: classic marvel movie
1: it really didn't and and thank god because i like it's stuff like this that kind of makes me glad that marvel doesn't have the rights to all their stuff because right. i don't want it to have the same tone because i feel like right now they can't escape that
2: like this made me almost not want to see them in their costumes like i'm okay with that i don't need I to see him too it, like i don't need to see them in their costumes their costumes are those those um, exploratory Mm -hmm. you know um, astronaut uniforms that they have so I I think I'd be cool with that now if I I, I'm going to try to avoid that doom picture I don't want to see it because it will I'll avoid it until Matt pulls it up right now because I feel like that's going to ruin it because I do have all that information in the back of my head I do know that they're going to try he's going to be a hacker in this or something really silly that I'm not going to be very happy with that looks hideous. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It's leaked and it's a green screen. Do is he looks like he's in a trash bag. I mean, I he know this like is terrible. Looks
1: like the ter- man in the iron mask it, kind
2: of Yeah, it's terrible radio here, but can we agree that that's better than what they put on screen with the first version of Dr. Doom in the the uh, the Marvel Stu- or the Fox one from mm-hmm. the early I 2000s. I
1: think visually, that Doctor Doom looked better than the thing. But that this is like.
2: unfinished, though, Matt.
1: It that's true. It is unfinished, but I I still think that like visually, just right. visually, the other one was better. Okay.
2: Well, Maybe there's going to be some
0: extra yes, stuff. Yeah. The, with the that. Julian McMahon Doctor Doom looked like Doctor Doom. Now oh, the.
1: In the trailer, was that Dr. Doom's voice we heard toward the end?
2: I I don't know. I I, really don't know. I feel
1: like it was, and I really hope that's not true. Because he sounds exactly like real, like, ordinary, just like... What was his name, Paul? The guy Julian McMahon? Julian McMahon?
0: The old Dr. Doom? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That voice that we hear toward the end, which I think is Dr. Doom, could be wrong... Um, it just doesn't sound like a villain. It doesn't sound scary. Like Dr. Doom. His but, name is Dr. Doom. What? He should sound he went to school for being
0: evil. Seven years. eight years, I think. But it? in in this day and age of of, of comic book villainy, like the villains aren't villains. The villains it are, Dr.
2: Doom? are misunderstood. Yeah, we can't, characters, but we can't grace over Doctor Doom. Like we got to make him a bad guy, Do right? Do you think um, Ian McKellen sounds evil? <sighs> but Magneto's classically sometimes, a gray sometimes. character, right? Magneto has always been a gray character with some sympathetic angles.
0: Always, I don't think he's always been a gray character.
2: Maybe not in his first appearance when he was like, I'm the bad guy. I think
0: when we were kids, he was a bad guy.
2: No, he wasn't. No, not really. By the time I started reading X-Men, he had already been the headmaster at that school. So he wasn't always a bad guy. Dummy. I know. (laughs) I don't know my moral. It sucks. Moral's dumb anyway. Yeah. But uh, so... (laughs) So we all had we all had agree that we had the 2 point swing. I'm excited for this film whereas before I thought it was a pe- it was going to definitely be a piece of shit. Now I think it has a chance.
0: But that's that's what sucks about everything about this movie because at one point I'm like, "Fuck, yes." And then in a couple days I'm going to be like, "Oh no." <laughs> but right now, I'm all in. And after seeing the Dr. Doom leak pictures, I think there's potential. There's hope. You know, he looks kind of like a metal skeleton. I can get behind that. I like skulls with hoods. Big Skeletor fan over here. So... Gonna think positively about that, but this trailer was fucking
1: cool, man. Okay, so the two point trailer swing, it it we all were affected by it.
2: Yes. None of us
0: escaped the two
2: point swing. Definite swing effect.
1: Where are you, Ian? What is your number now? This trailer was like free hand jobs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sign us up. I forget where I was before. From the thing. Um I don't. uh, I know. I know that somebody will go back and find out where I was before. But I will say that I'm officially at a six for anticipation. Nice
1: expectation.
2: Expect expectation.
1: What anticipation? Wait,
2: what are we doing? I thought we excited. What is it again? Excitement is it? Excitement,
0: excitement, and expectation. expectation. Okay. Um, Polynomics, We've been doing it
2: since like episode six. uh, uh, Incorrect. Eight. But. It oh, was a single incorrect. digit. Well, I'll find that out in a second, but um, excitement. I'm gonna do sixes, sixty-six. Six small zone I feel six. like that's about right. I feel like you were around four with the.
0: I think so. I'm sure about. somebody will pull up Paul, exactly you, what I want at. Why don't you shoot at, some but, numbers this way? I forget where I was before, but right now, yeah, my expectation, yeah, is a seven, and my excitement You've,
2: is. Is
0: it an eight? Oh no! <laughs> Fuck, you're little, that amped. You got, got a
2: little little boner for this thick, guy. You got a thick yeah. four penis. Oh my it God. looked fucking cool, dude. Man. You're really fucking amped. It does look cool, but it. But, but I know it, I'm gonna be tricked. It, no, here's the thing it was so shit before. That's why I'm only coming up to a six. I've got that Thor the Dark World.
0: Uh, <laughs> Stigma.
2: Apprehension. I swear to God, I was at work today after I watched this, and I was like, I can't get too amped on this because they're fucking hammering me for years. <laughs> yeah. Well, now
1: I feel good with my numbers because nobody can hammer me with these. Three and three. I was I was a, a zero uh, for right. this movie for expectations. A I'm a two for expectations. Don't you think that's low? No. However, for excitement, a six.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Because I I'm I'm increasingly intrigued by this movie and yet I know I'm gonna hate it boy this looks the weirdest thing this
2: looked really fucking good they they give
1: I'll tell you what I will be a, a bit of a true believer if they give me another trailer that is just as good as this one if not bad show me real shit don't tease me with little quick flashes. Show me what the characters are going to look like. Show me what Dr. Maybe is this is gonna what they're like. going to look
2: like, though. You know what? Well,
1: yeah, I know, but show it for more than a split second from behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, show something of substance. Give us a little taste of like, what waiting, Dr. Doom's I all was about. I was waiting
0: this whole trailer, because we see what looks like the thing come out of some rock egg. We right, see right, Johnny right. light up. Right. But I, wanted, I was waiting for the clips of... Sue going invisible, returning something invisible. Yep. And at the very end, isn't there Miles a- Teller reaches his hand out, and I expect it to be the stretch, but yep. the scene cuts.
2: Right. right. I thought that there was... Um, I think there's a quick cut that does have something that looks like maybe her going invisible. Like, there's a close-up of Michael B. Jordan on fire, and it goes over to, like, some blue orb thing looking. So that might be... And who knows? It's just... Some breakdown, but also for the record, Polynomics, episode 16.
0: Oh, so. fuck, 16.
2: Still pretty early. We're on 90 tonight. That's true. Is it 74 true.
0: episodes ago? I don't yes. want do math. I went to art school. <laughs>
1: or 64? I don't know. 64?
0: Yeah, you went to art school, too. <laughs>
2: Hopefully I mumbled that enough where the listeners <laughs> didn't no. hear it I can't um, wait till our uh, math teachers get back to us and correct yeah, right. us. Because you know they're listening. They are, actually.
0: Yeah, this, this trailer really did a number on me. Like, I don't want to be this
2: excited, but I'm, I really I'm like it. I'm pretty amped. It looks pretty solid. So It was a great trailer. McSauce fans, what do you think? Go to the McSauce Facebook page where I posted the trailer. So check it out. Let us know what and you think. And
0: Ian will let me know what you think.
2: And I will let I let I, Paul know. I Paul,
0: still think... <laughs> I still
1: think that the Star Trek trailer that I was comparing this to is a better trailer. I I really I feel like this trailer was like what's a really good trailer? What Oh, the Star Trek one. Okay, let's make it like that. And they did, and they did a damn good job. But it, Do you guys remember that trailer?
2: We'll look it up. I do. Once it we're done it here. has the part where he's on the motorcycle yeah, 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 at yeah, the yeah. beginning. Yeah, I remember. That's going to do it tonight, folks. A lot that's gonna, that's of Fantastic
0: it. Four excitement. Supergirl. Not so much in the excitement no. department. Right. Marvel 616? Right. Meh. Yeah. But Fantastic Four. No
1: way, dude. I'm excited about the reboot of the 616. I don't know if it'll really happen, but oh my god, if it happens, that'll be the best thing that has happened to Marvel since I started reading comics.
0: I think I think they could do it. I think they could do it successfully. Enough time so. has passed since DC did the New 52 that Marvel can take all of the good shit and none of the bad that DC did mm-hmm. and hopefully really do this right. I hope they learn lessons from what DC
1: maybe faltered with like maybe some Costume redesigns? <laughs> yeah. Like, do, okay, do we think they're going to go there? Like, Maybe Iron Man doesn't like need a collar? I don't
2: think they're going to have a, like, like Are they going to be Oliver all over Spider-Man's no, outfit? No, no, <laughs> they're not going to do like, that. like,
1: go, like, uh, perpendicular to the webbing? No?
2: No, I don't think that that's going to happen. You don't think? I don't think.
1: I don't think so either. They have monkeyed with Spider-Man's costume in the past, and it usually doesn't work out. I think it did once—the black costume.
2: Well, Do we count Todd McFarlane, Big Eye Spider-Man, as another no. monkeying? So, I,
1: I feel like that's more of a
2: artistic choice.
1: An artistic choice or an evolution? I don't think that's a redesign of a. That's
2: costume. not monkeying. No. That's yeah. Fine. Please. I mean, it was a big departure from the little squinny. Steve Ditko eyes. I don't like little squinty
0: eyes. I, my
2: Spider-Man needs
0: to be lean. I don't like him big and bulky. I don't like little. Well, squinty the eyes, eyes have
1: nothing to do with the leanness. But and it's bulkiness. it's a
0: it's a combo of of both of them. I want him to be like thin and lean with big eyes. Hmm. I don't like him thin and lean with wee bitty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for us tonight, (laughs) folks. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casale. See you next time.